Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fitness Vita podcast. My name is Eric. I'm your host, and this is episode number two, Tweenies, Bikinis, Bananas, and Bros, the state of the fitness industry in 2019. 2019 is a very interesting time to be alive. On one hand, we have access to more information quicker than we ever have in the history of man. Literally anything that you can think of, you can Google and have a rapid, pretty accurate answer back within less than a couple seconds. Now, with this kind of access, why is the state of health and fitness in the United States actually at some of its worst, if not the worst level in the history of the statistics themselves? Now, according to the CDC website, the fitness industry has an annual spend in the United States at 65 plus billion dollars. So Americans are spending quite a bit of money to get in shape. On the reverse side of that, almost 75% of all Americans are either overweight or obese for their recommended BMI. The website also goes on to say that they believe that there's more than 84 million Americans that are completely inactive on a daily basis. A large majority of the people that make fitness their New Year's resolution will fail in less than two weeks. Two weeks. And I know this from my time that I spent working in the gym where we would always love and dread January. On one hand, as a personal trainer, it gave us a lot of opportunities to pick up some new clients. On the other hand, It got really, really busy, almost to the point that you were taking numbers to use a machine, but in two weeks, it was back to being a ghost town. One of the driving motivations for me and bringing this podcast to life was basically built off of the time that I was in the gym and watching different clients and interacting with these people daily as they all came there for different reasons. And it took them an extreme amount of uh, mental fortitude, I guess you could say, to even be in there in the first place. And I want this podcast to be a way that we can hopefully give them reliable information that is safe and sustainable for them, things that they can implement into their lifestyle that will hopefully help them stay in the gym longer and reach the goals that they are trying to reach in the first place. I don't really have any definitive answers for why everybody's burning out, but personally from what I saw every day and I started seeing the same faces over and over, I think most people are just really, really confused as to where they even start with fitness and exercise in the first place. If you were to ask any of these gym goers where they came across, whatever the thought was behind what they were doing in the gym, 
the answers would vary from Reader's Digest to something I saw on public broadcasting on the weekend to men's health or women's health or YouTube. And there was no real reasoning and they didn't understand why they had to do these things. They were just kind of doing them. It may be what they need. For most of them, it wasn't what they need. Or there is many, many more efficient ways to be doing whatever their goal is that they get set in these ways and doing these things over and over and over and they don't see any results, which real healthy fitness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. So, you know, in two weeks, if you just burn out because you don't see any progress, well, you're never going to be successful at anything you do in life with that, with that mentality. Personally, from what I saw working in the gym and the large number of clients that I was constantly dealing with, as well as all the way down to now, as I continue to work with clients on a daily basis, I believe that a lot of the burnout is really just fueled by confusion. Many, many, many people just have no idea where to even begin when it comes to what they need to be doing to reach these goals that they have set for themselves. So what does it exactly mean to be healthy and fit in 2019? Well, whatever you're doing right now, I want you to stop and just take a look around. Health and fitness and the message is literally everywhere. It's not really the new thing, but it seems like every year it just grows a little more and more to include it in literally any type of marketing campaign, no matter what the product is that's actually being pitched, whether it be organic, all natural, no artificial ingredients on many of the foods we eat including some of the worst foods that we eat, printed right on the labels as like little comforter safety words like, oh, okay, yeah, it's all natural. It must be good. Then let's take a look at the visual image of how healthy and fit is presented to the general population through advertising. It's all around us in the mainstream, on media, in print, online, on billboards, on buses. We see it literally all day, every day. Models that appear thin and lean, both male and female. TV personalities with perfect thin bodies. Celebrities that go on two-week diet plans and lose 25 pounds for their new upcoming role in their next blockbuster film. I could go on forever. The reality is what is being presented as healthy and fit, it, it really is the furthest from being just that. Now, let's take a look at maybe those celebrity diet fads that include low calories on top of like a six day a week exercise cycle. Can anybody out there see the problem with that? Well, first off, calories are where you get your energy. Your body needs a specific amount of calories in order to simply function on a daily basis. Think of it like your car. If you want to drive 400 miles in a day, it's going to take 400 miles worth of fuel. Not 100, not 200, 
not 300, 400 miles. Without the calories, you have no energy to not only work out efficiently, your body does not also have the energy to burn fat or regenerate muscle tissue that you've broken down from your exercises. So it strips its energy from the muscles instead. As a matter of fact, there are a large number of very popular diet plans that are all based around the same type of theories, which all come really down to quick and instant gratification results. Those two weeks and the time that most people burn out, they want to make sure that you see results in those two weeks so they look like the good guys. Most of those programs, they will work great at first, but very few are sustainable over the long haul. It has to be something that you enjoy doing in order for it to last. If you're cutting calories, a lot more calories out of your diet than you should really be consuming in the first place, I just can't really see you feeling very good in the long run. In my honest opinion, that same reason is also why I feel that so many people fail when they try on the quote unquote diet. Not because they don't have the drive and will to change in the first place. It's that they start their fitness and nutrition journey with the wrong plan as well as the wrong information and what would really be best for them in the first place. They go into the process anticipating an end game from the start and instead of making smart, healthy changes that are best for them and more easily adapted into their lifestyle, things that they actually enjoy so that they can continue enjoy doing them. In other words, if you think you can drop 30 pounds on a certain diet in two to three weeks and actually keep that off, I got another thing to tell you and it's probably not gonna happen. So now we come to one of my personal pet peeves, YouTube and the rise of the fitness vlogger and product placement. As much as YouTube has been a a great addition into the, um, I guess, average person's ability to seek out fitness knowledge, I also believe that it might possibly be one of the worst things that has literally ever happened to the fitness industry as well going back as far as time can tell now to really put a date i guess on myself uh, i I am 42 years old i i went to high school in the 90s so before the rise of online video as everybody has it today in the 90s and early 2000 it used to be a very small handful of relatively knowledgeable people that you would typically look to when it came to safe, reliable information and tips as far as uh, fitness and getting in shape. They either wrote a book or had a really strong presence in a lot of the printed magazines in the fitness genre. You couldn't really pass your information off because there were so many people in the industry that would call BS on anything unorthodox or suspect at the time. I personally was first tuned into the fitness industry when I read a book 
and participated in a 12-week transformational program that ended up being very legit. It is uh, based off of how I live my lifestyle to this day, almost 20 years after first um, participating in the program in the first place. The fad diets, they also don't hold up well since uh, they had constant backlash from doctors and there wasn't too many people that were talking about extreme dieting and, you know, taking big portions out of what the recommended food pyramid was at that time. Fast forward a few years and enter YouTube a free video upload site where you can create a channel, record some videos, and spread whatever message you want to to people all over the world and make lots of money doing it. Fast forward a few more years and enter Instagram and the Instagram celebrity people that take pictures of their life and go fancy places and, you know, eat fancy meals and eat a certain way and work out a certain way. And you buy into wanting to just be like them because they're just so damn cool and they just have everything. And they have this $400 mentoring system that they can sell you and it's going to change your life and you're just going to be a new person. And yeah, there's a lot of that on Instagram. And I would venture to say that the majority of the people that are even selling those programs in the first place probably aren't qualified to be helping individuals at that kind of a capacity, even though they are making lots of money doing it in the very, very short term. I think one of the most shocking things for me is what search terms are dominating YouTube as far as fitness and what comes up when you actually type those in. For instance, one of my favorites to go look at is fitness workout or fitness routine. And it seems like there is this like template for a video They use teenage girls on a lot of these and some older adult girls and they set this stage like the girl is waking up and she's going in her room and she has her fancy workout clothes with all these tight shots zoomed into them and her Nike shoes and her headband and showing all the brands and it it, it was literally like 70% of the first page, they were all that same exact format. So the girl would get dressed. Obviously there was, these are younger kids, which was really surprising, but they're not showing them in, in, in a kind of derogatory way. So it's very tasteful. It's very clean, but it's more product placement that you see first. It's almost kind of like that MTV generation. It just hooks the kids in and they want to just keep watching and watching and watching. So then this person typically when they're dressed, they go and they do a little bit of workout, you know, and they're doing anything from push-ups. Sometimes they're in a gym and they're doing squats, but literally every single one of them has horrible form and with the horrible form that they have especially as young as a lot of these kids are they're going to end up getting hurt really bad but my main point on all this is that when this when fitness workout or workout routine is the first thing that you type in and this is what comes up how do you expect to learn anything good 
Now, there are a lot of trusted individuals that also maintain a very active presence on YouTube. But what I have found when you try and search just general fitness terms, you never, ever get this kind of relative information back. It's more this product placement thing. Another one of the catch terms with the uh, newest generation of the way that fitness is presented is, is constantly using the word hack. And by hack, I guess we would mean, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how they would officially call it, but at least to me, a hack is something where, you know, you make these really small, tiny little changes daily, you know, like let's take exercise, quote, hack, for instance, you would maybe do, you know, a hundred sit-ups like once in the morning and then like a hundred squats at night. And, you know, it's just going to shred out your entire body, you know, over like six weeks of doing these just like extremely easy exercise plans. And I just want to say from an exercise professional, one of the most honest things that I can tell you is that hard work and dedication pay results over time. There is nothing that you can do that is sustainable that will provide these results in a week or two weeks or anything like that. That's just the frame of mind that you have to be in when you finally decide that fitness is going to be brought into your life and while you are actively pursuing it. Now, I know as an outsider looking in, like somebody that has absolutely no exercise knowledge and this may or may not be the first time that they've ever exercised in their life on their own outside of maybe what they did in college or in high school or you know youth athletics for that matter when this kind of information is is what's being fed to you you know the majority of the time basically with just different presenters to me it's no wonder why so many people are confused and don't even begin to know where to start with what's relative and what's not relative in the first place. I could literally sit here and probably go on about Instagram and YouTube and everything that is wrong with those two spaces in the fitness industry, maybe for the next five or six hours, but I will not waste your time, and that is not how I choose to use this forum. Instead, I want to spend some time talking about some of the things that you can look out for, or maybe some of the things that are important that you should keep in mind as you start a new fitness program, whether you are... Uh, thinking about it or starting tomorrow or somebody that's been working out for a very long time. Here are some of my top tips for things to look out for and things to expect on any new fitness program that you could be starting. One of the most important things that I could recommend is that anybody starting a new fitness routine, regimen, program, whatever you want to call it, should be on some type of program that will help them reach their desired goals. Your program is your roadmap. You follow it, you have a much, much higher rate of success than you would by just trying to put a couple workouts together and spend time in the gym that you may or may not even be benefiting from in the long run. Do lots of research. 
Google people's names, read, watch anything you can about them before purchasing a program from them if you decide to buy something off of YouTube or Instagram. Yes, I will be the first to tell you that there are great programs out there, but there are also a lot of garbage programs out there. Do your homework. Check multiple sources to see if you can't just verify if there are people out there that have done this program before and if they have, were they successful or did they fail? Question everything. Once you do to have a program, like let's say that you purchase, ask, do research, try and find out if this program to the best of your abilities is going to get you where you need to go to reach your desired goals. If you have a little bit more money available, the first stop that I would recommend would be a very good, reputable personal trainer. I'm partial to the big box gym because I know that they held us at a very high set of standards and how we had to relate with a client probably a little bit differently and more in depth than let's say an independent trainer would that's working on his own that kind of runs and lives on his own set of rules. Any of the bigger gyms or even the rec centers are going to have qualified individuals on hand that can help you reaching your goals both efficiently as well as as safe as possible because really that is one of the big things that every program should follow is a very very high level of safety because if you're hurt and if you're injured you can't exercise and it's very hard to attempt to be active if your body's not working the way that it should because of a, a nagging injury the other route that is gaining popularity and one quickly becoming one of my personal favorite ways to service a client is an online virtual training program where you are having personal interaction with a fitness trainer, but you're A, never leaving the comfort of your own home, and B, you're spending pennies on the dollars from what it would cost you to drive all the way to the gym and hire one of those trainers. They can discuss things with you over video chat weekly, present new workouts to you. You can um, provide all your status to them and they can follow along and it is just as good almost as having a personal trainer in a gym at a massive, massive fraction of a cost. Now, there are plenty of other methods as far as obtaining a fitness program, but I think those three are probably some of, well, they are the most popular, but they're probably also going to give you your best bang for the buck. And your program will, if you're working with a live trainer, whether it be online or in person, your program will kind of evolve to your goals and your progress over the time as compared to something that you would just take off of YouTube. You have no idea what you would need to be doing in order to keep the process going by just picking random exercises. So no matter what your budget, 
I'm sure there are plenty of very good, cheap exercise programs that are available for you to buy or subscribe to online that were programmed by knowledgeable individuals. They shouldn't be too hard to find if you can, you know, like I said, really just kind of do your research. And I think most importantly, I would really ask that you look inside yourself and just say, hey, I know what I don't know. Leave it up to the hands of the professionals, but yet question everything all along. The more questions that you ask, the more they'll help you understand why you are doing certain things in order to reach your certain goals. So I feel like the better understanding that you have of the program, the more enjoyable it can be for you and you will actually hopefully reach your desired goals someday if you just simply follow whatever program is laid out in front of you. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in today. In summary, I think what it really all boils down to is that there are plenty of qualified fitness individuals out there that can help you reach your goals. Please do not get lost in the glitz and glamour of some people trying to make a quick buck off of you by trying to hawk a quick product or program that might not even help you in the first place. In closing, I guess the main point that I was trying to make with the podcast is that you should please question anything that would be represented either on YouTube, Instagram, or most of the stuff in the mainstream media for that matter. If you're new and you're seeking to just get into fitness and it's confusing to you, seek out a qualified fitness professional, either locally or do your research and find a good one online. With that being said, I'd like to leave you today with a shameless plug if you don't mind. Yes, I am a fitness coach. I am available online as well as in person in Uvita, Costa Rica. Please subscribe and tune in to episode three as I take an inside look at the evolution of modern day fitness. 